might be a little heady topic, but there's a theme between these, uh, the first reading and the, the gospel reading. And it's a theme that, for various reasons, uh, politics being one of those main reasons, I've been contemplating for a while, and, and that's um, the theme of dialogue. Uh, so often we get this idea that dialogue means we, we embrace error, we, we embrace mistruths and misinformation, and uh, we, we, we just go along to go along. And perhaps uh, the, the greatest example of that is in today's first reading, as Solomon is older, you know, this is the man who is the wisest of the wise, uh, and uh, the, the scriptures record that no one was as wise as Solomon, and yet in his later days, he turns from the love of the Lord, the single-hearted love that his father had, to embracing these pagan gods, and not only embracing them, but building shrines to them and building, uh, allowing sacrifice to them, and, and this nice little euphemism there, we have sacrifice. And even in our psalm response today, we have it, have it mentioned, they mingled with the nations and learned their works, they served their idols, they sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons. And that makes it, it's nice and clean until you realize what the sacrifice to Moloch involved. And Moloch especially was especially hideous, the, the worship. They, they would create these bronze statues with uh, large statues with hands outstretched and they would build a fire underneath the hands and they would place their baby children in the hands. That's how they sacrificed to Moloch. He was a demon that demanded child-infant sacrifice. Now, just as a side, some have said that the, the demon Moloch is still being served today, and we call it abortion. We call it a choice. We, we hide it in uh, a clinic, and we call them doctors who, who do such evil things. But Solomon, back to King Solomon, perhaps in his mind thought, well, I have to do this to please all my wives. Maybe, maybe there's a reason God tells us we should only have one wife or, or those women should only have one spouse, right? Uh, it's hard to please everyone, and yet this is exactly what Solomon does. And he atones and, 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 and calms his mind and heart of, well, I'm just going to give them what they want. And then today in this gospel passage, we have at the surface level, we have Jesus giving what Unfortunately, I think so many of us would do for dialogue. It's not right to give food to the children and throw it out to the dogs. I'm not going to even talk to you. And we see that more and more, unfortunately, on the other side of, of the politics of, of them cutting off relations with those that might have a different opinion. And not only cutting off, but making sure that all routes to to uh, uh, release some information be cut off. And it's getting more and more vile, as far as I'm concerned. Don't talk to me. I don't even want to hear it. Whatever it is. But the real dialogue that Jesus was in inviting, it, it wasn't that surface of, it's not right, but he knew her faith. He, and he wanted her to express that faith. Oh, but Lord, even the dogs will eat the scraps that fall at the table. 
And there's a dialogue there, and that's true dialogue. Jesus did not deny the Jewish faith, and he did not confirm her Gentile pagan faith, Seraphonicians. Rather, he challenged her. And when she expressed some knowledge that she didn't have the right to ask, he gave her what she needed because her daughter was suffering. That's dialogue. To really listen to the wants and needs of the other person and not to give in automatically or, or not to, not to uh, just kowtow and bend over and, and well, you know, we're going to embrace your, your gods. If you remember a few years ago, there was a certain idol that was used in the Vatican. And some have, have said, well, we, we need to do this to show the indigenous people. Really? That's not dialogue. That's giving up our faith. The better way would, been, would have been perhaps, and I'm not those in charge, or of course you know this, but the better thing would be to have true dialogue of what did that, what did that idol mean to you? Oh, uh, Mother Nature. Oh, okay. Well, we don't worship Mother Nature as, as Catholics, as Christians, but we worship God. And God has given us his son, and through his, uh, that son came through the Blessed Mother. And so not to, not to take that idol and just Christianize it, but but to replace that idol with a true Christian thing. That might have been better. As we gather this day, we call to mind that we need to be in dialogue. We can't just separate to our separate camps, but we can't just embrace error either. In fact, there's, there's a saying that error has no rights. Those that speak error have rights, but error has no rights. We, error doesn't have the right to set up camp in our churches. Error doesn't have a, have a right to set up camp in our homes, and certainly error does not have a right to set up camp in our minds and hearts. It means that we have to know the truth. We speak the truth. We live the truth. It means like this woman coming to Jesus. We ask him this day for what we need to hold firm to that truth. We're not the wisest like Solomon, but we have the Holy Spirit, which is even wiser, instructing us.